We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I feel like that's yeah. where we're at in the season of finding excuses to not watch the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, that was a tough one yesterday. Took it in. Got a lot of thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. Thought Deshaun played better. But, man, Kevin Stefanski. Yeah. Not great, Bob. Yeah, so I've said this a while. If if you win, you can be Mr. Cliche all you want, right? Uh, if Pat Shermer had just won, we would have done the, you can run the ball, you can you can throw the ball. We, you could have done that to the cows well, come here, home. You, you could run it or you could throw it. Right? Yeah, you could have pulled that. If, for As long as you're winning at a decent clip, you can say whatever you want. Right, you can go ahead and get nude and show up to your press conferences, uh, and and or maybe schedule press conferences in a in a sauna. <laughs> Just go full Belichick, right? But when you win, there needs to be details. And I got to tell you, that's really what's missing from the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. Just a complete lack of details. Um, sometimes it's energy and emotion, which I find particularly frustrating, right? Because um, that's like the bare minimum, right? Hey, play hard for 60 minutes. Is that a big ask? Is that that's that's not culture. That's just like I don't know, being a professional. <laughs> and I thought of all the games I've seen from Kevin Stefanski, I thought that's the one where he himself 
made sure that they lost the game before they ever had a chance to get going. And it started on that first drive. The op- it's always the first drive. And, and listen, they do a great job. I give Stefanski tons of credit because he does a, a terrific job scripting his first quarter, basically. Mm-hmm. And to get down there, Nick, and I, look, a couple things. Can I start with this? Has anyone asked him yet why he didn't decide to challenge the spot on Deshaun's second down run? No one has asked. But it was a clear first down. I, I watched that, and I'm like, he, okay, he's, he's, he didn't slide. Mm-hmm. He dove. Mm-hmm. Didn't get touched until after the first down line to gain. Yep. And then it's, the guy marked him a yard short. Not just a yard. It was a yard plus. A solid yard. Yes. A full yard. A firm yard a plus. A firm yard. And so, and not just that, they went, I don't want to say hurry up, but it didn't seem like they took time to even contemplate challenging it. And then on third and one, there was the Kareem Hunt handoff, which went absolutely nowhere. And then on fourth and one, they bring in Jacoby Brissett, who <laughs> meanwhile hasn't thrown a pass oh in an God. NFL game uh, going on two weeks and do this uh, little out pass DPJ over the top, who, by the way, was wide freaking open. Y- you only need a yard. Can I play for you? Can I play for I you? I would love the to hear it. Yeah. Head coach of the Cleveland Browns yesterday explaining this. This is the first thing he had to say about the fourth and one call. Anything related to us not coming through, that's on me. I just got to make sure I got give those guys plays that, that we can uh, go get a first, go get one yard is really what we got to do. You had to play. Bubba, you had to play. You had the touchdown. You had the wrong quarterback in. Yeah, you put your backup in the game. We spent. You, you're paying $230 million to this guy, and you take him out of the game? Not just that. Deshaun looked really good at the start of the game. He did, yeah. Really crisp. I mean, even that David Bell throw where the defender, yeah. Deshaun did not see the defender coming off the line, and the defender was right in his face. He delivered a, a really nice pass to David Bell, who got the first down. So Deshaun Watson looked good. He did. And your response was to take him out. And, and you know what? So can I just tell you? Yeah. If if that play, same play happens with Deshaun Watson, I have no problem if it's in incompletion because I totally get it. You're trying to be aggressive, putting points on the board, and you understand that you got to get points on the board early because you don't want to fall behind to Joe Burrow. Yeah. Right? And, oh, by the way, the defense, the defense in the first half gave you all the amount of time to go ahead and get up a lead on the Cincinnati Bengals. The defense did their part for a while. I mean, so, basically... Most of the first, <laughs> excuse me, most of the first half, your defense kept you in it. Uh, Deshaun Watson was fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have taken the three points on that on that fourth and one. Look, I, you want to go for it, fine. I, I certainly would not take my starting franchise quarterback out of the game. You waited. We waited months upon <laughs> months upon months on Deshaun Watson. Yep. And then, after looking like roasted dog butt against the Houston Texans, he's looking crisp. And you could feel the air Ugh. being sucked out of the Browns' offense on that one play. Again, if Deshaun Watson misses that throw over the top, I say, I get the play, I get the point, I get the ideology. But then, you pucker up on third down. And oh, by the way, it's not Nick Chubb. It's not Nick Chubb on a third and one. It's third and one plus. No, no, no. We're going to go with his backup. And by the way, I love me some Kareem Hunt. So this isn't anti-Kareem Hunt, right? But 
it, it's like this cascading line of errors. I said something yesterday on Twitter, and Nick Wilson says, if anybody wants to follow me, I said something where it was like the Browns have this innate ability to do the dumbest possible thing at the worst possible moment. Every and game. I, and I'm going to tell you right now, if you keep Deshaun in there and he, I mean, it's a layup of a pass. For Deshaun, it's a layup of a Jacoby's different. Jacoby doesn't have that kind of touch, especially when he hasn't thrown for but, a while. But here's the thing, Nick. Why are we taking a shot on fourth and one? We only need a yard. Stefanski just admitted it right there. He's like, yeah, we only need a yard. Yeah. You overthought it. But And then you put a guy in who's who's been sitting there cold and expect him to make a 35-yard a throw? It was a hat upon a hat. The, the play call is a I'm smarter than you play call. It is. And by the way, that's fine. I, and we're going to talk with Daryl today at 6 because Daryl always talks about the Browns uh, out, uh, only outsmarting themselves, which I think is fair to say. But in this case, it worked. You had it. It's right there. And your solution was the backup quarterback. We didn't – at what point were they going to bring in Josh Dobbs or uh, Kellen Mond to run that play? Like that – and I'll tell you, that is where the offense stalled – and they never really got back they on track. They didn't recover. And it put listen, two two plays in that first half that cost them. Obviously, the um the fourth and one decision right there to pull Deshaun out of the game, and then the Tony Fields roughing the kicker. Oh uh, and so, I you know what here here's the thing. I'm not even going to put that on Tony Fields mm-hmm. because they told Tony Fields to go block the punt. Yeah. And uh, I've been in that situation many times and they had a block on. Why are we going after a punt on 4th and 15? We're going to hear what Kevin Stefanski has to say on that. But, oh, by the way, Deshaun Watson's balling. Where's the design runs for Deshaun Watson? Like None. Because uh, uh, on Friday, I said if you try to just put Nick Chubb behind this offensive line and you're just going to run Nick Chubb the same way you have. And by the way, you've been faltering since the bye. If you're just going to try and run, if your running game is going to be predicated solely on Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt yeah. running the same way they have, all you're wrong. You're going to lose. You need to get creative with your packaging. They didn't. You, I, I don't. I can't recall one time where I saw Kareem, Deshaun Watson, and Nick Chubb on the field at the same time. By the way, you want as much talent. Each one of those guys draws a defensive gravity. Each one of those if you're if you're insisting on putting Nick Chubb in the friggin' shotgun, put those two guys next or next to him into Sean Watson to Kareem Hunt. That could have helped you out. There was no creativity and the designed runs for Deshaun, I think there were one or two that I thought were actually like, oh now, again, it's it's not how does Deshaun look on them. It's not the end result. It's about the threat of Deshaun. And at no point did they get him going on the ground. And it just, I'll just say it, Kevin Stefanski lost this game with the way he coached. And his coaches who have, again, it's the old uh, football saying, if you don't coach it, you allow it. Yep. Right? So the Browns have allowed it. The whole the whole idea of their youth, Dustin, that youth thing ran out the window about week eight. Because young teams in the NFL well-coached young teams win in the second half of the season. You are two and three now. Uh, Dan Campbell has the Detroit Lions looking like a playoff. I love me some some Dan Campbell. He's got one. He's got Jared Goff looking like a decent starting quarterback, which is amazing. Yeah. But look at all the young guys they're getting production from. They traded T.J. Hawkinson, their second best 
receiving weapon, and they're winning in sp- without him. Because it's all about the young guys on that defense. It's all about the young guys around Jared Goff who've started to play better. So that's one team. There's at least one example of a young team that is playing better. Oh, by the way, the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers have Steve Wilkes, an interim head coach. And in the last eight weeks, they've got a better record than you do. Why? Because they've established an identity. The, the Browns' identity right now, Dustin, is simple. It is, go out and try. Oh, sometimes. It is, hey, we just got to be better. That's, the, yeah, put that on a friggin' slogan. We just got to be better. Sell ma- season ma- make tickets the t-shirts. We just got to coach better. We got to play better. Cleveland uh, Clothing Company, you, you've, you've, this is your mission from the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> it's from Kevin Stefanski. Just put his face on it. And we're at the point of the season where youth doesn't matter. Right. You can win late in the season because those guys have been on the field for 12 weeks. Oh, Sione Takitaki was hurt. I don't – everybody's hurt. Everyone's no hurt. Excuses. It's December football in the NFL. Your, your, your offense was slow out of the gate. You slowed them. You slowed the offense down with your play calling. And so for you to say, oh, I just got to call a better play. No. You have to not make the dumb decision of putting your $230 million quarterback on the sideline for a play where you had an easy touchdown and instead you went on an inaccurate backup quarterback. Or just take the points. It's the opening drive of the game. The objective is to get points when you go out there and when you start the football game. Like, what a different game it could have been. Well, he wants points, but not those points. Yeah, and and Burrow was without... What, three of his top targets? We've been talking about the fourth and one call. And really, that's that's three separate things. There's not challenging the second and one or sorry, the second and seven run that Deshaun he Watson definitely got a first down. It was clear. I, I've shown that play to a few people, like just texted them saying, Hey, what are your thoughts on this? And then not one person has said, Oh, I get why that was a third and why why that turned into a third and one. Like, not one person. So, there's that. There was then the third and one call, which was incredibly conservative to to run uh, Kareem Hunt. And then you just go... What's what's the guy's name for the Bengals? Reader? uh, 98? Oh, my God. Uh, So, that guy lived in the Browns' backfield yesterday. And, like, on that play in particular, I think they handed it to Hunt, right? Third and one? Yep. And Reader was just in his lap. Yeah, that's uh, I've watched a bit of DJ. I really like DJ Man. Reader coming out of, of Clemson. So I paid special attention to him in Houston. And I've spa- uh, now that he's in this division, I- I've paid special attention. He's special. Mm-hmm. But that was the best game I've ever seen from DJ <laughs> Reader. And I don't know if it's because the Browns' offensive line is dookie. That's something we can get into. But that was as, I mean, you couldn't run. And it didn't help that the Browns were were getting Nick Chubb going east and west instead of just getting him going north and south. I don't. Yeah, and and that's something else we'll, we'll probably talk about as we go throughout the rest of the week in the season. Nick is like this offense; it's changing now with Deshaun at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I listen; I, we knew it was going to change. They're going to be a lot more shotgun, but it does appear that Nick Chubb going east and west because he's not he's not a guy that plays out of the gun. Yeah. He needs I, to get going downhill north and south. In in the moment, I was talking myself into you're probably playing even more out of the gun right now because it's just giving Deshaun an extra second. 
Like I think I think now after what so game one it was equal parts physical and mental of Rust. Mm-hmm. Game two, I think physically he was roughly I don't know he was as explosive when he did run as we kind of are used to, but like all right, I think a lot of the physical rust in this game it was mostly mental rust. And what I thought the Bengals did that was so smart was we're gonna we're gonna beat you up front with our with our four down linemen, our five linemen, whatever we're gonna throw at you, and then everybody else is just back into coverage. We're just we're just gonna try and make Deshaun, we're gonna play on his own indecision. And I thought they did a really good job of that, especially coming out of the half. I thought they did a phenomenal job with that. But so I don't know. Again, I don't. I, I just. But even then, I'm not going to give Kevin Stefanski. You've had three months to figure this out, and we talked about the fourth and one play. I when I watched the the not punt block in person, <laughs> I immediately said like, and I because it was just me. I was watching in the basement on my TV, and I was like, whoever that was, cut him. Immediately. And immediately. And then you realize, oh, I, I Then I realized of, it was Tony of, Fields, and I was like, I can't do like that to Tony my guys. Because he's a great story, and I think he has played really, really well for them. But that was my – because it was such a stupid penalty. The idea that – and I get it. You you are walking a line here. You're trying to get a punt block, but you know. Everybody knows. People who have never played football know. You have, to be, you have to be as aggressive as you can, but you can't get near that punter. And that really is where – the fourth and one call sucked the energy out of uh, the offense. Yeah. And I thought it was the perfect play to get Deshaun Watson excited. And, like, you get that touchdown early. I think the offense has some, uh, some, some real confidence. And who knows where they could have gone from there. Right? Right. Then the, the, deci- the decision, what is that, 12 minutes left in the second quarter to go ahead and try and block that punt. I think that I think that's when the Browns probably lost the game because it just and, and that's on Prefer and that's on the head coach. Yep. You know, I you can blame Tony Fields all you want. The Browns are the ones that brought the pressure. They put the punt block on on fourth and fifteen. Like that's there's no there's no need for it, Nick. You're going to get the football probably at the fifty at, or forty. At, I think he fair caught it like the thirty eight. Mm-hmm. But even there, okay, that's great field position. With an offense, by the way, that even though it wasn't perfect and they had already started to bottle up Nick Chubb and the running game, at least Deshaun's looking better. Yeah. It's just going to give Deshaun the ball in the in the, in the the better field position. Again, now, now all of a sudden he's not overthinking it as much. The more he can get in the end zone. And instead, within the first 17 minutes <laughs> of clock time, you found a way to suck the life out of that team, which is a whole nother issue and a, and a lot – Maybe even more problemsome. Problemsome? Is that what I was going for? Troublesome. That's Troublesome. what I was going for. That's the word. Because this team gets defeated too easily. This team gives up and loses heart too easily. But that might be for another day. 216-578-0092. Does the blame fall for this game yesterday? Anywhere but on coaching. Let's go with Eddie. Welcome to the show, Eddie. What you got? Well, I just want to say with uh, the coach's history and what he did from last season till now, I'm just trying to understand with his philosophy, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, 
punt can play together. So if you take one out, that means the defense, which they were doing, is going to key on the other. But good running backs in the history of the NFL, two good running backs, one of them know how to block while the other one is not running. And I just don't think he takes advantage of what's there. An obsession with throwing the ball, doesn't it seem like he's playing into the other defensive hands and no imagination with the play calling? So I'm just curious. Maybe we got we got more talent than we had in a long, long, long time since Bernie. So maybe we got the wrong coach for all of this talent. What do you think? Yeah, I and I thank you for the call. Here's the catch twenty two. Um this game really made me start to doubt Kevin. Because uh, I, I, I don't really care. I mean, I care about losing. But how you lose matters. And when a team can be easily defeated, when their spirit can be extinguished, even by two big plays, that's concerning. And more importantly, every single penalty in that game was egregious. And, and like there were they some, have nine? They had nine penalties for uh. 98 yards. And... It is too late in the season to have that sloppy of a game. Yep. And and the idea of, well, it's Deshaun, that's no excuse. There's really no damn excuse that because Deshaun's back, all of a sudden you play your sloppiest game of the year. Because what that tells me is, here's the catch-22. The Browns need continuity. Jimmy Haslam has fired anyone and everyone as soon as humanly possible. And by the way, uh, Hugh Jackson deserved to get fired. All right, so he hasn't hired the right guys either. Um, we can make, I don't know that Chud or, or Pat deserve to get Freddie kitchens deserve to get fired. But the problem is he's done that so often and GMs too. He's done that so often that it's, it's really hurt their ability to have the kind of culture you need. So that's on one end. The other end is that's the sloppiest game from a team that I can recall having a coach almost at the end of his third year on the team with with no head head cases on the team, Daryl said it. Daryl said this a few times, and I heard him say it on the morning show. A lot of good dudes. They don't play like a team. That begins and ends at the feet of Kevin Stefanski to me. The culture is a problem. I think it's been a problem for quite some time, and I don't know what fixes that. I don't know if it's the coach. I don't know if it's the players, because they've got talented players. But you're right. They don't play like a team. They're um, there's a bunch of me guys on that team. And can I tell you what's frustrating about that? Do you know who? And I hate to do this because they're not foxhole guys. What I, what I was going to say <laughs> is, do you know who wouldn't tolerate this? Mike Frable. No. And I hate doing that because not every coach has to be a hard ass. But you don't have to be a hard ass. But if your team plays like undisciplined, if they play sloppy, if they play like me guys. At the end of the day, I don't – listen, I get it. Andrew Barry brought him here. Andrew Barry controls the roster. Well, you're the head coach. You have to find a way to make it work. And right now, they're not. Jake, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? You know, guys, it, 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 I wonder what Jimmy Haslam thought about uh, the coach taking out his $230 million wonder uh, and the cameras were on Watson. So what did uh, what did Stefanski accomplish? He blew the game, and he uh, deflated any comeback that uh, Watson would be on his way to by uh, having him on the sideline. 
and, and, and a national embarrassment. And, and I was listening to some of the talk shows in Cincinnati. They couldn't believe it either. What the hell's wrong with this guy? He's got to go. Now you, would you think what Haslam would call him and ask him, hey, why did you take Watson out? I paid $230 million. We're waiting all year for him. What the hell's wrong with him? And why don't the reporters get on this guy instead of throwing snowballs at him? Yeah, the the one thing, and, and I think of the call, Jake, the one thing I can't figure out why nobody asked him about was the second and one spot. Or sorry, the third and one spot off this, uh, the Deshaun run. Um, I was, You know why? Because he's probably looking at his damn play sheet. Every time. But Does is, that guy ever watch the field? I can't <laughs> recall a time where I've Have seen Have you ever him. seen him on camera during the game? Not looking down at that damn play sheet. That's, an, that's another one. I'm I've, serious. Like I feel like he has no feel for the game sometimes. I've defended Kevin as a play caller. I'm running out of defense on that. Like I, I'm running out of because you're right. That that call. The, it's it's almost as if there isn't a moment when the call is put out there where Kevin or whoever's making the decision goes, "Hey, is this too clever?" Right. Are we trying too hard to be clever? In that, I'll say, because I've, I've thought a lot of the, oh, it's analytics, he's trying too hard to be smart. I thought a lot of that was hogwash. That play, on fourth and one, I'm going to swap out my $230 million quarterback for a backup who hasn't thrown a pass in a game in two weeks. That, to me, was the definition of, I'm going to be so clever, I'm going to be too clever. And the one thing that Jacoby's not good at is throwing the deep ball with mm-hmm. touch and accuracy. So yep. let's bring the guy cold off the bench on fourth and one, one of the most critical plays of the game, even though it was early, to throw a deep pass. Well, it was so important. And what's interesting about what you just said, it's so interesting. It, the, the, the play is so important that, that you need points on that drive. That's what Stefanski, I got to get as many points on the board as soon as humanly possible. It's so important. That you put in your backup quarterback. And by the way, because here's what, what the response will be is, that if Kevin Stefanski had talked to you and me, you know what he'd say? Yeah. Well, they know my tendency with Jacoby is to go for quarterback sneaks. And my rebuttal would be, no, they knew you have a tendency to go for quarterback sneaks. It's not about Jacoby. Yeah, and, and by the way, like Deshaun Watson, you tell me that guy can't quarterback sneak? No, he's apparently not a very good running quarterback. If oh, you look at the, okay, he's he doesn't have some wiggles on. If you look at the uh, if you look at the way the lack of designed runs that were in that game, which also very much irritates me. You think Mike, Stefanski is coaching for his job here? I think he's making enough boneheaded decisions that I think he's going to be. I, I think he's going to force the Browns' hands if we see a couple more games like that, because it's not just if the Browns weren't gifted those turnover and punt return touchdowns last week. Stefanski could be 0-2 with Watson. Last week, uh, see, the only thing about that is, last week could they lost because of Deshaun? It would have been, oh, that's a gimme. Like, it would have been embarrassing as hell. It would have been... Yeah, un- again, I mean, I, I, I will give Deshaun a little bit of a pass. The guy hadn't played in 700 days. But still, we've got how many quarters now we played? Eight quarters? Yeah, carry the two? Yeah, yeah. that's fast. With Deshaun? And yeah. one touchdown? Yep. Oh, okay. Real quick, let's go How with... How Brock Purdy have? Too soon. Mike, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got? We got about uh, 30 seconds. 
I'll try to make it quick. I'm just a little aggravated. I heard it last night after the game on the news. Everyone keeps talking about Watson, and we got to give him time to get acclimated. I mean, if I missed a bunch of time off my job and I go back, they're going to expect me to be right back to that level I was. I'm not going to get, you know, a little you know, slap on the wrist for not doing my job. That's all I got. Thank you, Mike. Okay, thank you. Life-sucking mistakes that are rudimentary football. And I like Tony Fields. You like to Everybody loves – I mean, who doesn't love the, the video of – of Pops jumping in the stands to get the ball. And I think Tony Fields has played really well. But it really irritates me to hear Kevin Stefanski go, well, those happen. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. All right. I guess they happen. It just so I happens. guess we shouldn't even, we shouldn't ask about it. We shouldn't be mad about it. Those things happen. So if they happen, then, hey. It's, it's all, just a little boo-boo. It's all wavy gravy. Boo-boos happen. All right? What happens when you make a boo-boo, you get up, you move on to the next boo-boo. That, it's as easy as that. Why is anybody pissed about it? The Those Cle- things happen. The Cleveland boo-boos. The Cleveland boo-boos. Ooh. That could catch on. Maybe that should have been the uh, Guardian's name, given the way people have reacted to Guardians. Huh? Would you root for the Guardians? Would you pay attention to the Guardians more if they were called the Cleveland boo-boos? Well, see, it wouldn't make sense. They actually win. Two one six. Does that answer bug you? By the way, because it, it really oh, yeah, yeah. like I heard it and I'm like, Kevin. I yeah. listened to this whole press conference last night on my plane ride back, and it was it's just it's just frustrating because it's like you could literally, and I feel like we've had this with many coaches, and maybe this is just part of the losing, but you could play this press conference after any game. Yep, it's the same responses and. Hey, it's on me. To it's me, on me. To me, I think it's part of the problem. I, I think we're just seeing, you know, it's been two straight years of regression, which is something we have to get into. It's been two straight years of regression. And the answers are the same. And the results are worse. And at some point, like, ownership will tune you out. I, I think Browns fans have already started to tune out Kevin Stefanski on some of these answers because they know the Browns win, you're not going to get any answers. The Browns lose, you're not going to get any answers. The Browns lose inexplicably. And listen, the Bengals were the better team yesterday. Yeah. Right? Like the, the defense gave you a chance to win. You couldn't capitalize on it. There's a lot of things in that loss that I can kind of be like, you know what? I can kind of live with that. But, ah, those things happen. It's just football. We just, we, we just, you got to make up for them. Or maybe it's time guys start getting held accountable because the Browns, listen, there's nobody in that locker room that I've ever heard talk that I think not a good dude, right? That I, I, and there have been times like uh, Kenny Britt was just one of the worst people on the planet, just not a good dude. And when you heard him talk, you heard a guy who sounded, Carlos Dansby sounded only interested in, in making sure that every one of those giant checks was cashed. I don't get that vibe from this team. At least not from most of the team. You can be good guys and play unorganized, uninspired, and lazy football. At some point, you either coach it or you would allow it. That's where we are with the Cleveland Browns. 216-578-0092. Let's go with... Eric. Eric, welcome to the show, buddy. 
Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up, Eric? Oh, we're uh, doing all right. I got I got kind of a bone to pick with both of you. Okay. Um, and I, I guess here's the thing. Far be it for me to defend Stefanski because I've been calling for this dude for I don't know how long now. But um, I, I don't mind the, the running into the kicker call because I do think going after a punt is not a bad thing. And, yeah, it happens. It sucks. It was at a crucial moment. I get that. But at the same token, if you do block a punt, that is a game-changing play. So I'll kind of come to his defense on that one. So let's start. So normally, I don't know. To me, it's all situational. I didn't like that call. I believe that at that time the game was scoreless, and the end result was seven points in their favor. You had them stopped inside the uh, the the other red zone, so you you would have gotten the ball back. You said it was fair caught at the thirty eight. That's good yeah. field position. That's great field position. Deshaun had had been the best part of your offense early. So that was kind of a moment where if you get the ball back at the 38 and take a couple shots and see if you can kind of get some points on the board, right? Make up for the earlier gaff. Um I don't know why that had to be the one. Like can you can you make sense of that? You're you're Mr. Football. Can you make no. sense of that? No. On the decision of because it was about I'm Mr. Football, thank you. You're welcome. Oh. I'm not taking those eight tackles away Can't from take you. Can't take them away. Um you're two and a half minutes into the second quarter. Why then? That would be the other part of it. Why did you feel the need to make that play there? Because, again, I agree with you. Like, in the moment, I want, I was like, whoever that was, get him out of here. I was I was done with whoever that was. Then I found out that was Tony Fields. And I was like, you know what? I love me some Tony Fields. I'm going to back off that a little bit. But the more I thought about it, it's fourth and 15. The Bengals' offense is sputtering. I mean, they couldn't get a damn thing going. So you your defense had bought you time, right? And you're gonna get the ball back at the 38. Like now again, you don't know you're gonna get the ball back at the 38, but they're punting from yeah, negative way, you, territory. By the way, you should have a lead at that point too. Oh, that's fair. With the ball, good field position with the lead. JJ, welcome to the show. JJ, what you got for us? Afternoon, fellas. How y'all doing? Good, man. doing well, bud. All right. So first off. Can we get three points? You stop the Bengals on their first drive. You get the ball. You march down there. Just get three points like every other coach in the NFL. Just get the three points, man. Every time you do that, I feel like every time he does that, I feel like it just takes the life out what the defense just did and what the offense just did. You get you come out of there with no points. Take the three. You then drafted a kicker to kick you field goals and extra points. That's what he's there for. Use him, okay? The, then you come down and you try to block. Just Donovan Peoples Jones just ran one back the week before. Give him a chance. Maybe get the blockers back there. That post. Come on, common sense. Our coach, he just he just out coaching himself right now. And I mean, I, I didn't think we had a chance to make the playoffs, but we they, the Bengals gave us the game yesterday. They missing two of their top receivers. The defense, we don't even double the best receiver after him talking trash to y'all. You see Denzel getting burnt the whole first half. You don't go back and uh, second half making any adjustments. You know, I get it. It's a giveaway season. You know, hopefully, you know, it's some changes made. Uh, I, we, we can't even draft no – everybody we draft, 
I don't even see him except for Amusu Koromora. That's the only person I see. The rest of those guys, bad draft picks, except for Donovan Peoples-Jones. And future, we don't got no more draft picks. You well, know? that's a so, little bit of hyperbole, J.J. You do have, I think they actually have eight picks this year. Just remember, they have some compensatory picks, so that means I think they have, uh, they still have a third-rounder despite trading their original third-rounder to uh, Houston as part of the Deshaun deal. Yeah, I. that's another thing we're going to have to get into, but I guess just to the idea of what he was saying. I disagree. I don't know that we know that they don't have players. I, I think the coaching staff is becoming a big enough concern that that, that is obfuscating and blocking out whether these guys can play or not. That's the whole point about uh, on why I was okay firing Joe Woods four weeks ago. Give a new coordinator time to figure out, is this scheme or is this players? Well, now it's damn near too late in the season to even figure that out because the sample size will be four games, even if they did do that. You think Woods is going to be back? You think Stefanski is going to be back? Uh, I would doubt it on Woods, and Kevin Stefanski is making me doubt it every single week. Look, we we said this, what, two weeks ago, prior to to, uh, Deshaun coming back. Highly unlikely that Kevin Stefanski gets fired, but things change every week. And collapses happen. Like... You've lost two of your last... Like, aren't the Ravens playing their third-string quarterback this week? They are. Anthony Brown? Yep. Oregon yeah. kid. Yeah. Yeah. Could get really ugly here. Because every was one it, of these games... Was down he at the, Boston College, too? Yep. At one point? Yep. He was terrible. Yeah. Not great. I did one of his games. Yeah. He wasn't great. Not great. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.